Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. Well, we're going on part two today of the gift of giving. We started last week. We talked about the beautiful blessing that it is to be generous. When we're generous, we are blessed. And today I want to talk to you about the stewardship of giving. Stewardship of giving. We're all stewards of something. Of what? Of everything. God has given us so much. He's blessed us with so much. And it's important that we steward what we have well, especially in this area of giving. But before we begin, let's pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity for your word that's quick and powerful. God, we ask today that you would cut away anything in our lives that needs to be cut away through the using of your word, God. And I ask that you would add to us as you see fit, Lord. We thank you for an impartation of truth. Today, let it be nothing but truth that we take away today. We honor you for it. We thank you for open ears, open eyes to what your spirit is saying, open hearts to receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So there are things that we can do to steward our giving well. I want to start with the first thing, which is guarding against greed. We need to guard against greed because the enemy uses this in subtle ways to influence us in how we use our generosity or don't use our generosity. And we're going to start off in Luke 12. 12, 13. Then someone called from the crowd, teacher, Please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Jesus replied, friend, who made me a judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. I thought it was interesting that he used this word pattern where he said, guard against every kind of greed, right? That indicates there's more than one way to be greedy. And there's some that are more obvious than others, which we'll get into in a little bit. But let's continue on. Then he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything that you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. So I want to be clear. This isn't saying that you shouldn't have wisdom with what you're doing and building your natural life, right? But it is saying if that becomes the focus and you forsake your relationship with God, then it becomes something that's way out of balance and you lose in that way. So greed comes in many forms and blinds us to what's really important. It doesn't just look one way. People can be greedy in with the obvious with money. People can be greedy in the area of food. People can be greedy in the area of time. People can be greedy in the area of other resources or things that they might have, not wanting to share with others. Uh, maybe taking all of, of somebody else's time relationally. And 
it's important that we remember, like, well, what does all this matter if we fixate ourselves on these things and forsake where we should be in our relationship with the Lord? The more we begin to get closer to God, the more that our heart aligns with his values and how he sees the world. And we see their needs and we become less selfish or gre- and greedy. And I want to revisit the scripture that we went to last week, which this is something we've heard many times. But I thought there's something really cool that stood out to me. Acts 20, 35. And I've been a constant reminder, this is Paul talking, of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So he reiterates something that Jesus said. And I think I always look at where in the context that somebody said something. He said this before he was leaving where he was. And this was the last message that he was giving these people, which I think is of note. He's saying, remember, it's more blessed to give than to receive. But not just that. He said, I've been a constant reminder to you. I've been living a consistent life in this area. And I'm sure there was opportunities for him to feel like not being generous, like not giving, like being more of the receiver. But that's the thing about our flesh is that we get these natural impulses. Like when the world is saying inflation, this, that, the other, and we're feeling the pressure of what we're hearing and we're saying, okay, well, maybe we need to tighten back right now. I want to preface this by saying I'm not saying to, to live with your head in the ground and not use wisdom and not live by the Spirit. But at the same time, we cannot be so led by these things that we begin to pull away from our generosity. Because God wants us to be generous in every season. It's Him who provides the seed to the sower. It's Him who has given us everything. We have to look at it as if we're a steward, He owns everything. We're stewarding it. So to be a good steward of something, it takes consistency and discipline. So the next thing that we'll need to do to steward it well is understand that serving is giving. So giving is not just something that is monetary. When we serve, we begin to give in a way that is special. It's something that Jesus did for us. Let's look at Mark ten forty one. You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many." I love how he put this very clearly and into perspective for us because I'm sure during that time, yes, he had a lot of people that were against him, but Jesus also had a lot of a strong following um, and they were ready. And what a beautiful example when he did the washing of the feet and, you know, they're wanting to wash his feet. He said, no, I'm here to, to wash your feet. Jesus exemplified this for us. Many people, they want power, money, and fame. And you ask yourself for what? What do you want that for? Is it to build your own kingdom, to build yourself up? Is it to satisfy some insecurity within yourself for ego or just to have power over something? 
I think what this passage is saying is that selflessness is key. If we could get to the place where we become more selfless, more aware of the needs of the people around us, that's what draws people to him is when they see, man, you really have a heart to help. There's so much fake. There's so much of the counterfeit out there of people that are trying to come across a certain way. And then you find out they're not really about helping you. So it's important for us to not fall into that. And our greatest example was in Jesus. Whenever he had the opportunity, he gave of himself. He served others. Everything we, we do should be done with mindfulness and a desire to help others. And that comes down to a, a, a condition of the heart. You know, giving is at the core of who God is. He is love. He's one. He gave. He gave everything. For God so loved the world, he gave, right? And as a father... He exemplified this in the best way possible by giving us the thing that was most precious to him. He gave us Jesus. And Jesus exemplified this by saying, I'm laying down my life. So if, if we're following their lead and he's saying, I gave everything for you, how can we take that, adopt it, and now do it with the people around us? You know, sometimes we, we look at him so much as, this, uh, as our savior and we look at God as the one who delivers us and we forget he's given us that same power and the same influence and he wants us to walk that out to a broken world of people that don't know what they're doing and they're trying to find their way and they're trying to find somebody that's going to point them in the right direction. So... If he is the giver, he is the giver of life, love, joy, peace, restoration. The list goes on. He gives us everything. And so with that, as he's given us so much, the next thing we need to do is practice sacrificial giving. Practice sacrificial giving. This goes beyond money. I love how Jesus was always looking for opportunities to teach these concepts. He taught them in every moment that he could with parables, with just the answers that he gave. And in Luke 21, he was in the temple and it was offering time. It was giving time and he was watching. And let's see what, he, what happens. So Jesus looked up and saw rich men putting their money into the money box in the house of God. He saw a poor woman whose husband had died a widow, she put in two very small pieces of money. He said, I tell you the truth, this poor woman has put in more than all of them. For they have put in a little of the money they had no need for. So in other words, out of their surplus. And she's very poor and put in all that she has had. She has put in what she needed for her own living. So that was out of a place of sacrifice. It wasn't out of a surplus. It wasn't, it was one of those situations where it's like, do I have money to eat? Do I have money to pay rent? Do I have money? And she gave out of that lack. And I, I just thought it was, it, it was so interesting. His perspective on the whole thing wasn't about the amount. It was about the condition of her heart, which we've known and we've heard that. But, you know, I think sometimes with, with what we're dealing with and in this world and the voices that speak to us, they tell us that wisdom is to hold back. They tell us that wisdom is, you know, guard yourself. You know, you got to make sure you take care of your own. And I think it's very toxic. If you look on social media today or even you listen to the news and people talk long enough, you hear a lot of this. I'm taking care of me. I'm focusing only on me. For once in my life, it's all about me, 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 me. 
And that's the opposite of what God wants us to focus on. It's not about us. It's, it's about us laying ourselves down so that we can allow God to work through us. We don't need to live an unbalanced life. I say that again because I always want to be clear. It's not about you working yourself into the ground so there's nothing left and you have nothing else to pour out. Everything in God is in balance. Everything in God in the kingdom is in balance. He's a God of order. But it's so important that we get rid of this mentality that we have to create this bubble where we're just, it's all about us and we need to build our kingdom and we need to build us and our family and our future. Seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else will be added. Everything else will be added. So, yeah, I would say that it's more about the quality of the giving than it is about the quantity. How we give is most important to God. And this is why there's another passage that says he loves a cheerful giver. Because there's, there's a point in which you can give and you're giving out of obligation or you're giving out of... Uh, just doing it, but then on the back end, you're afraid you're going to lose out. I'm going to lose out on this by me giving. And I think the enemy does that to try to intimidate us from really giving of ourselves. So this woman gave out of her love and obedience and her heart for God. And I'm reminded of our children. I didn't mean to tell this story in the first verse, but I did. So I'm going to tell you. So our kids, you know, children are children, and we lead and they, we guide them and help them along the way. And so there's moments in which they don't always want to do what you tell them. And I'm, I'm going to tell you Ariella so the other two don't feel like I'm throwing them under the bus. She is in that place where she's learning the boundaries, um, how far that she can go, what she can say. And so sometimes um, when we're telling her, something and she doesn't want to do it she'll vocalize she'll say but I don't want to do that and we'll talk her through and tell her well you need to do it because you need to be obedient it's important for us to obey and so her they've learned to say yes sir yes ma'am and so sometimes after we've had that conversation she'll be like yes (laughs) ma'am And it's so, it's, it's funny, but at the same time, what a parallel. You know, we can do that sometimes. We can give out of this place of obligation. Fine, we're going to do it, but we're, you know, we're not cheerful. We're not thankful for what God has allowed or given us. So it's important that our hearts are in the right place when we're giving. We're not just going to give God whatever. It's not just, well, you know, I'm, I'm just giving it just to give it. But we come out of a place of intentionality. We come out of a place of, God, I want to obey you. And if there's anything that I've learned is that when we obey God, there's such safety. There's safety in obedience. There's safety in doing what he asks us to do. And if you look throughout the scripture, you can find where men and women of God have doubted. And, but they've obeyed and they've been blessed. And the same on the other end where they've doubted and they've disobeyed and they have not been blessed because they chose to do their own thing. So it's important that we know where we're at and how we're going to give and we adjust our attitude when we do things. So there's so much stuff out there now, so much information, so much entertainment. Some of these videos that sometimes you can come across of people feeding the homeless or doing these good deeds, um, which I'm, I'm, 
this is my opinion. I think when you do good deeds, you shouldn't broadcast them um, unless you're, you know, I don't know, me personally, I like to do that sort of thing privately, but I understand this, that some people, it helps them to have hope for humanity um, when they see a good deed being done. So I've seen some of these videos. One in particular that stood out to me was a, a guy who was an actor and he had this whole plan. He put on, he like dressed up like a homeless man and he stands out, he looks the part, he's collecting, he's trying to collect. And so people are just walking by, walking by. Not many people are giving at all. And so after a little bit of time, he goes over to another homeless man. This guy really genuinely is homeless. And he asks him, he says, I'm, I'm hungry. Can you share your food with me? And uh, the homeless man, without thinking, like just gives him his, like part of his food. And I thought, man, that's so amazing, you know, that out of a place of need, he still gave. And so the actor proceeds to then say, it's okay, I wanted to give you this. And he gives him a few bills, and the bills are big bills. Because then the guy, you could tell he's overwhelmed with emotion. He gets up, he goes in the store, and he comes out with all these bags of food, and then he shares it with his friends. And, I mean, this stuff is, is, is beautiful to see when people can really, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be generous. And it gives hope to other people when they see that someone is loving and daring enough to say, I care for you. I see you. I'm going to share that which God has blessed me with you. We have something so special. We have this faith. We have this hope. We have this love. We have resources that God has blessed us with. How are we applying that? How are we being generous? How are we stewarding those things with the people around us? It's important to examine ourselves. And in conclusion... I grew up in a very generous home. We didn't always have a lot. In fact, I remember being a little girl and daddy worked multiple jobs. And sometimes I wouldn't see him a lot because he was working. But he was working so hard to create a good life for us. And he did. And for that, I'm very grateful. But I always saw both my mom and dad exemplify generosity even in the tight times. We would drive down the street, go in places, and I'd see homeless people. And my thought would be, wow, where do they sleep? What are they doing? How did they get there? You know, and I'd feel so much compassion for them. And then I'd watch my dad give them money. And it's something I just saw over time. We'd go to church. They were always putting little bills and coins in my hand to give in the offering. It was like a principle that was instilled. It's important to give. Whenever somebody would be in need, I'd see him or her like try to figure out a way to help somebody. And I'm thankful that I learned those principles from you guys. But it's something that when you practice it long enough, it becomes a part of who you are. And if we're living this life just for ourselves, you realize you can lose stuff in an instant. Everything that God has given us is not just for us. Everything. How are we stewarding our bodies? How are we stewarding 
are the jobs that we have? How are we stewarding the money that God has entrusted us with? How are we stewarding the people that God has placed in our lives? You know, we have to ask ourselves these questions. God, help me to be a good steward. Help me to not be so distracted with other things because distractions will come. But can I anchor myself and ask the Spirit to show me what I need to be focusing on and how to help a world that's hurting? Sometimes it's the ones closest to you, and you don't realize it because you overlook it. Sometimes it's somebody that you work with, and you see them every day. Can we stop? Can we slow down? And can we ask the Lord to help us? Let's pray. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord, that you are the one who shines the light on everything. And we ask you now, Holy Spirit, shine the light in our lives. Help us to see, God, the areas that we have maybe forgotten or gotten distracted from in areas that we need to be more generous in. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us with that. Lord, let us not be greedy. Let us not be uh, give out of places of... Uh, of obligation God but we want to give because our heart is ready to give we want to give out of a place of love out of a place of servanthood and compassion help us to be more like you Jesus help us to be servants help us to love this world around us in ways that they haven't seen and I thank you God that you would place the light inside of us to draw men to you, draw all men to you, God. We thank you for these things. And Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here that's been broken or that's just felt a deficit in this area, felt like they've sometimes overextended themselves and given too much and might have a fear in this area, or somebody who might be trying it for the first time, they say, I'm intimidated by this whole generosity thing. God, I pray right now by your Holy Spirit that you would minister God, that you would bring healing, that you would bring an awareness, God, of your blessing and the blessing that comes with being in obedience and safety as well. And if there's anybody here that maybe you don't know God like that at all, I want to give you an opportunity to get closer to him. So let's pray this together with everybody's eyes closed. God, I recognize that I need you. Jesus, I ask you to shine a light. I ask you to forgive my sins and make me over again. Guide my footsteps. Be the Lord of my life and help me walk this life with you. I receive your salvation. And I thank you for a spirit of generosity to be alive and well in my life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.